everyone. Welcome to episode five of the Mali Mission podcast. This is your host, Farhan Rana. Really happy to be here with you once again. Um, the topic I have for you today is a really good one. We're going to be talking about consistency and how to develop it and what are some of the obstacles that get in the way of you being consistent on the really good habits you want to have in your life. Um, before we get started, uh, I do want to say that one of the main uh, areas in which guys want to be consistent at is working out. Um, so as it turns out, I've created a free seven day workout plan, um, which will keep you consistent um, for not just the one week, but for as, as long as you follow it through. Uh, so if you want to get that, go to farhanrana.com slash workout. That's F-A-R-H-A-N-R-A-N-A dot com slash workout. Um, just follow that, guys, and you'll uh, you'll start to see gains as long as you stay consistent, which we're going to talk about today. Um, so the topic, I, the way I titled this video or this podcast is um, why you are already consistent, just not at the good habits. And I want us to kind of think about that because when we reflect on our daily lives and we look at where we're spending most of our time um, outside of work and school and that kind of stuff, uh, we really have to be honest with ourselves and assess how things are going in terms of where our time is being spent. Um, and for a lot of us who are younger or just are in this kind of age bracket, um, you'll, you'll, you'll quickly realize that a lot of your time is spent doing unproductive things. So um, let's just create a scenario, you get back from work or school, it's like 5, 6 p.m., you have dinner or, um, you know, you relax or whatever. Um, and then after that time, if you don't have anything going on or you don't have anything to do, what are you most likely going to be doing? You're going to be spending time on your phone, um, scrolling through social media, you're going to be watching Netflix, you're going to be um, watching endless YouTube videos. It's just what you're going to do. Um, and this is just in the online aspect of things. And I think that is going to be the majority of where you're going to spend most of your time because um, it's kind of rare and it's kind of hard to unproductively spend time outside of um, your screen um, unless it's like really excessively hanging out with friends or going out when you shouldn't be, when you have stuff to do. Um, so we'll, get, we'll put those aside just for now um, because I think the main issue a lot of people run into is really understanding um, why they're being unproductive and the most common culprit that comes to mind is our overuse of social media and just our online kind of activities. Um, but we'll get more into that. What I do want to start off with is um, really just saying, you know, really kind of putting a bare bones definition to consistency. And the way I like to think about it is that consistency is a two part thing. It's your self image, meaning how you see yourself and how you think of yourself as as a human being and your perception of what you're capable of, essentially. Um, so that's one part of it. And the the second part is really the tactics and what you actually do um, in terms of actual activities. So when we think about consistency in this kind of framework that I've created, where do we think most of the issue lies? Um, I mean, it, I'm kind of already hinting at it. It's going to be your self-image. It's going to be how you see yourself. And the reason why I want to talk about this versus the actual tactics and that kind of stuff is if you don't have a good sense of who you are and what you're capable of and your self-belief and all, all that kind of stuff that goes with it, um, 
you're just not going to do the things that actually come with being consistent at being, you know, at, consistent at being uh, at the good habits, basically. And the way I like to kind of describe this and put this in terms of an example is when you think of a famous basketball player um, and you think about what they do on a day to day activity, say they're working out in the gym or practicing, um, they're doing, you know, they're shooting the basketball. I don't know anything about basketball, so I'm just going to make this up. They're, you know, they're shooting uh, free throws, they're running, you know, they're doing laps, whatever the, the case may be. Um, but when you look at those activities, you don't isolate them from the person who's doing them. What I'm trying to say is you think of the basketball player as like, yeah, I mean, of course he's going to do that. He's going to he's going to practice. He's going to, um, you know, work out with his teammates, whatever the case may be. Um, it's that person of a, per a basketball player that comes to mind, not necessarily the activities per se. Um, I mean, you can obviously break down what the person is doing, but when it comes to our self-image, it's really that whole package that we're kind of looking to improve and become. Um, and what I put down is really, um, you don't do the habits necessarily. It's really the person, you become the person who does the habits, if that makes any sense. Because we could, we could, you know, just wake up one day randomly and say, okay, I'm going to uh, eat clean. I'm going to work out. I'm going to track my macros. I'm going to get eight hours of sleep. You could do that, but you if you haven't internalized to some extent that you are a healthy person, not even like a fit person or like an athlete or anything of that sort, or like a bodybuilder, you just say to yourself, yeah, I'm a healthy person. Then obviously you would do the things that a healthy person does. It's just, uh, it's just, it's just how it goes. Um, but if you had the perception of yourself that, yeah, I'm not so healthy or like, I'm not going to trying to become a person who's healthy. I'm just trying to do healthy things. Um, the, the stuff you have planned out for yourself, they'll only go so far um, because you don't really have the self-image of a person who is healthy versus a person who does healthy things. And I think having this kind of distinction early on when we talk about consistency is really important um, because this goes a long way. This is really going to, if you really take your time and really think about this, you're going to go into like this deep dive into who you are and what you actually value and what... Um, what is actually of importance to you um and when i think about back back to my life when <clears throat> when i was a when i was a kid and um i mean none of this was like on on my mind in terms of like what self-image is and that kind of stuff um but i was you know you can ask my family like i used to play video games a lot like not like an actual gamer i think it was like two, three hours a day of like Zelda or like Kingdom Hearts, whatever, you know, those are my favorite games. Um, at that time, like I, if I wanted to do something productive or like say I wanted to do a homework or something, um, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just going to uh, see where this goes. Um, I would, I would just be like, yeah, I'm going to do um, my homework Basically, the self-image I had of myself at that point when I was like 10 years old was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, a I'm a kid who goes to school. That was my identity. So I did the things that you would do as a, as, a, as a kid. You would go to school, you do your homework. And then outside of that, because I didn't think of myself as anything else or didn't have an overriding identity, um, I just did the things that I kind of wanted to do. I just played video games and kind of goofed around when I was a kid. Um, but that's like not the case anymore obviously um 
and the point, I don't know if that made any sense. What I'm trying to say is that, um, really going back to the point, you become the person who does the habits, not necessarily do the habits. Um, so I want you guys to kind of think about that and where you kind of are in that, in that journey of discovering who you, what your self image is. And a great book that I've read, um, I read this back in 2020 was psycho cybernetics. Um, I forget that author's name. I think it's like Maltz might be getting that totally wrong. Um, but Psycho-Cybernetics, that's the name of the book. And what's crazy about that book is that it was written by a, I think it was in the early 20th century or something. It's by this like plastic surgeon who did like facial reconstructions for people who had um, not necessarily injuries, um, but they came in saying like, it was for aesthetic purposes. So they came in, they were like, yeah, my nose is too big or my, um, I don't know, my, they has had different features that they wanted to get um changed and their idea with that was if i have this one change made to my face um i'll be a totally different person i won't have like the lack of self-confidence i won't have the lack of self-esteem i'll respect myself others will look at me favorably all that kind of stuff and what he found was that for some people yeah that was the case um they would get like a a nose job or whatever and come out of it like being a totally different person totally self-confident, totally just killing it at their work, you know, after they got out of surgery, um, repairing their marriage, all this great stuff came out of just one thing that um, they got done to themselves. And for other people, it was really interesting. They actually had no change. You know, they could visibly, like visually, like just, just going with the nose example, their nose looked much different. It was like a totally different nose. Like you could just before and after it was clearly there. But in the person's mind, in their self-image, going back to that term, they didn't see anything or they didn't perceive it as different, as being too different. And when I kind of read that, I was, it was like so interesting. I was like, that's crazy. Um, it's like crazy, like how much your mental, um, how much your, like your mentality really goes into what you're doing on a day-to-day basis or how you perceive yourself. And I don't think a lot of guys, especially guys, we don't give ourselves enough time and space to really con- think about this and really consider and, th- and sit with ourselves and ask us, you know, ask ourselves these deep questions, which I'll kind of get to it later in the video or like podcast and really talk about ways to kind of do that. But going back to this book, I'm, I mean, it was really fascinating. And he goes, the author goes into much more depth about what he kind of found out and where the issue was and how it led him to do this work on self-image and ultimately pu- publish this book. And he goes into so much, it's like absolutely insane. And when I read it back in 2020, it was crazy. Some some paragraphs or some sections that he wrote, like it just, it just, it was as if he was speaking of, you know, he was, he was writing about what was exactly going in my mind. Um, and I think, you know, 2020 was a tough period for a lot of people. And there were things that, that were going in everyone's lives, including mine. And it was just crazy. Like some of the stuff he was saying was like, how, like, that's exactly what I'm thinking about. Like, how did you know that? I mean, obviously it comes from ex- his experience working as a plastic surgeon and then as someone who's researched the subject as an author. Um, so I wouldn't put it past him to know this kind of stuff, but it just goes to show that there's so much underlying our current daily habits and how we physically do things and how we physically move in the world. Um, there's just so much more going on behind the scenes in our subconscious that we 
um, we don't need to like research this or study this necessarily, but just really take a deep dive and really understand what's going on beneath the surface and um, really get real with ourselves um, because we have, we put on a facade or like we have this ego of like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Everything's, everything's fine. You know, I'm, I'm making money. I'm, I'm I have a, a relationship. I'm in great shape. I'm like, I'm doing X, Y, Z. So I'm, I must be good. Um, and that, that could be the case. But if you find yourself, you're, you're like vision, like, you know, you're, you're depressed, you know, you have self-esteem issues, you know, you have social anxiety, anxiety, you, um, anytime you want to talk to someone or make a bold move, you just, you know, second guess the heck out of that thing and you don't even do it. Um, those are moments when you really need to self, you know, take a, take a step back and really realize where you're going with life and what I would suggest is really getting into um, obviously read this book I would highly recommend it I'll, I'll put a description you know put the link to Amazon um, link for this book in the description and you can just look for it on on Amazon if you're gonna listen to the podcast um, no affiliate link or no affiliate link or anything like that just just look for it I would I would say that's the first step just really if you want to do a cliff notes version of the book, that's fine too. I mean, do what you have to do, but I would say that book is going to be the first step in really understanding what self image is and how that goes in. That plays a huge role in our lives. Um, I mean, you guys didn't think this would be a, a, a video, like a podcast about self image. It was supposed to be a consistency and how you're, um, how to do the good habits. But I think it would be disingenuous of me to just give you the tactics and say like, Hey, you know, you just, just wake up at 5am and like do X, Y, Z and you'll, you'll be a productive person. That's not, that's not how it goes. That's not how it worked for me. Um, so that would be the first step really just look into self image and really understand what that's, what that is. The second thing is going to be distraction. We're just so distracted in our modern day or modern era. Going back to what I talked about in the very beginning, you know, going back to social media and our use or online activities. Um, I don't want to say sound like a parent or like a boomer, like, hey, social media is bad. You know, just don't use it. Um, just go back to using snail mail or just like, yeah, I understand. I mean, obviously, I'm like I'm a millennial. So like I'll understand the 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 value of social media and like online communication, all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's how I'm, I'm building my business. It's like partly based on social media. But what I'm trying to get at is the cons like, so we'll start with this. The way social media is engineered. And I use that term per per like purposely, it's engineered to keep your attention on on that platform. And the way it does that, I mean, the, you, there's like whole documentaries on this, but like the way it does that is to keep your mind looking for the next piece of engaging piece of content, whether that's on, you know, TikTok, it's like scrolling every couple of seconds is a completely new video, which is, which has like appealing visuals and there's something crazy going on. Or even on Instagram, when you have stories, it's just like one thing after another, or like the, the explore pages or the, or your feed. It's like a new piece of content every couple of seconds or a couple of milliseconds at this point. Facebook, same story. Um, YouTube is a little different. I mean, they kind of have done it with like shorts and like just the short kind of videos when you're scrolling through it on your phone. There's like a different genre of videos popping up as you scroll down. Um, 
podcast. I mean, you can't really do that on podcast. What I'm trying to say is that a lot of the social media platforms that we have today are engineered to keep your attention on them. And it makes sense because they want to make money off of you, um, whether that's through advertising or someone promoting their content or whatever the case may be. Um, it just pay. It just it just works for them to keep you engaged because you'll eventually end up paying them directly or indirectly. Um, so I mean, as a business model, like if I was to do something that would capture the attention of millions of people every single day, I mean, this is like as lucrative as it gets, and it really preys upon our human tendency for novelty. And that's where we need to first of all understand what's going on, understand the kind of game that's being played around us. And really ask ourselves, you know, when it comes back to this whole topic of consistency and being actually doing the good stuff that you want to do in your life, what's holding you back? We talked about self-image already, so I'm assuming you're going to look into that. But going into this topic of distraction, I think what we should do um, is really look at how much time we're spending on our phones just look into I think for iPhones you have screen time for Androids you have you should have something similar where you look at how much time you're spending for each app especially for these social media apps I think it was a period just a couple of weeks ago where like over a week I had spent about eight hours on Instagram like a full working day was spent just on Instagram and I do have some I do run part of my business on Instagram so I mean that was there but I wasn't using eight hours for that week purely for my work it was just me being distracted the whole time and I mean that's that's, that's actually crazy when you look at the amount of time you're spending on this and a good book that I'll, rec I'll recommend here is Digital Minimalism um, I forget the author's name it's just like it just slipped my mind but that's the name of the book I'll, I'll link it in the description Digital Minimalism uh, <laughs> digital minimalism that's the name of the book go get it I'll, I'll put it in the description and i read that i want to say about a year ago um and it really goes into it 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 really dissects what's going on with the whole engineering of social media and how it's taking away and creating or taking away from what we want to do creating unhappiness all that kind of stuff that we already know and we experience every day um so i would say that's a really good book to look into as well um, a lot of you might be like, well, I, I don't read in the first place. How should I, I sh how can you expect me to read two books? We'll, we'll talk about that. Um, where I was trying to go with this is that a, a huge reason why you're not doing the stuff you should be doing is because you're, to put it very bluntly, your, your dopamine receptors are fried at this point. I know that for a fact that was the case for me you know, for, for a while, I recently got off Instagram and Facebook. I just deleted the apps from my phone. I don't, I don't even use them on the desktop um, because it was getting to this point where I was not being focused. I was any spare moment I had between tasks or, you know, say in the morning after breakfast or whatever, you know, whatever. I would just be on my phone just doing mindless scrolling. And it was just like taking away time, taking away attention to my actual important tasks I want to get done. And it was just creating because there's that whole component of comparison and everyone having a perfect life on Instagram, it was creating a level of unhappiness in me as well. Like it, it shouldn't be that way. You should be grateful for everything you have, um, no matter what you should be grateful for all the things and all the experiences and all the 
circumstances that you are in and being in this con constant comparison mode 24 7 is just not good for you um, so what i'll say about distraction like visual or like online distraction with social media is really take a step back and assess you know first of all get you know get a realistic number on how much time you're spending on this ask yourself how much of this is actually needed or actually before that delete the apps for a, a limited amount of time if you don't want to get rid of them completely yeah that could be a week it could be two weeks three weeks a month um, really give yourself that time and space to a take a break from these apps and then b if you do want to reintroduce them set like hard rules around how much you're going to use them um, the author in digital minimalism he talks about this as well and he's he describes this in more detail as to how you should do this and gives you like actual strategies and stuff like that so i would highly recommend you check out that book because it's just like it gives you so much in terms of how to handle this um, onslaught of social media and um, really get a handle back on your life um, so i would say get a you know, we kind of, kind of recapping, look at how much time you're spending, look at how much you actually take a break from it. And then when you do decide to reintroduce them, really be intentional about how much and how you're going to use them. And then that should set yourself up for having a greater sense of control um, over these apps, which are designed to take away your attention. Um, Now we'll kind of talk about the tactical stuff and how to actually do the good habits that you want to do. Um, what I'll say is that what's really worked for me in terms of creating good habits is A, eliminating the habits that you think you want to do, but you don't really feel compelled or have like any sense of urgency to work on them. Um, so for example, if let's say uh, let's say reading, uh, although I mentioned, you know, two books you should read, let's just go with this example. Let's say reading is not like a huge, like you want to get into reading, but you're just not like, yeah, this is not something I want to do right now. You, it would be best for you to focus on the habits that you actually feel some sort of reason or feel compelled to actually work on, um, rather than these in your mind, low ROI habits, which are obviously good, but they're just not, you just don't feel compelled to do them. What I'm trying to get at is that you want to f minimize the amount of good habits that you work on at any given, given moment. Ideally, you want to work on just one, um, this one solid habit and keep that up for like a month, three months, whatever the case may be, really have that solid, you know, habit plan into your schedule where like you're, I'm assuming you've worked, in, you've looked into your self-image and you've cut out the distractions. And this is the one habit that you're really focusing on. Um, but I think a lot of us have the capacity to do anywhere from three to five habits at the same time. But what I'll say is about, about these three to five habits is that you want to keep at least some of them um, in terms of how much time they take to a, to a maximum of like five to 15 minutes. Um, so say your five, your habits that you want to work on for the next month are exercise, uh, reading, uh, journaling, meditation, and um, eating clean. Let's just go with those examples. So I would say meditation, journaling, and reading. Um, 
you can limit those to five to 15 minutes, how much, however much time you want to spend on those. And then exercise will obviously vary on your schedule. Um, but say it takes about an hour every day if you decide to do that. And then eating clean is like, it's not, you can't really put a time on it necessarily because you have to prep and then eat it and that kind of stuff. So those would be longer lasting activities, if that makes any sense. And then the rest of the habits will be smaller ones. And the reason we want to do this is because we don't like want like five giant habits to work on at the same time. Um, that's just going to mess up your schedule. It, I mean, it would be, it would be too ambitious, um, to put it very simply. Too ambitious to work on five giant habits that will just like completely change your schedule and will, um, they'll just like change everything in the way you actually do things. What you want to do is realize that, yeah, I, I need to work on introducing a couple of different habits and just really start with the bigger ROI ones. So start with the exercise and eating clean in this example. And then you realize like, yeah, like reading, meditation and journaling, I can do that at the night, you know, at, at nighttime or in the morning. So it shouldn't take too long. Just really introduce those and keep those as a um, steady habit, just as a habit chunk, uh, if that's the term. Um, and I think that's a more realistic way of actually implementing these. And another thing I'll say is like you want to pair these activities or these habits to other things you're already doing. You know, say for for example, like after you brush your teeth at night, um, that becomes a trigger, a mental trigger in your head, um, to where you say, okay, now is the time is the time for me to read and journal. Um, or say in the morning when you get up and you brush your teeth in the morning, you're like, okay, now I should have a cup of water and then make myself a healthy breakfast. Like use the habits that you're already doing, which are already ingrained, which are neither necessarily positive or negative; they're just kind of neutral use those as triggers for what the habits that you actually want to implement. And I think that will, that will go a long way in terms of like tactically, how do you, how do you do this? Um, is really pair them with the habits that you can currently are doing. And it just came to my mind. Another, a third book for you guys is atomic habits. Um, I'm pulling some of this information that I'm giving you guys from that book. I read this, I want to say 2019, like a long time ago, but it's a really good book because it kind of goes into more tactical. How do you implement good habits? Um, really breaking them down to an atomic level. Um, so like those are three books that, you know, I've, I've recommended to you and I would definitely recommend you check them out. Um, and kind of to wrap up what we started out with, I, st I started out by saying that you're already consistent, but not at the good habits. And I think that's going to ring true for a lot of us where we realize that we're spending a lot of time on distractions that are it's we we think we have control over them we could we could say like i'm just going to shut off my phone i'm not going to use social media but like you're not realistically going to do that um so it's being honest about the time you're spending and realizing that yeah i'm, I'm consistently spending time doing the things i don't want to do so you just want to use that as a reef you know just really reframe that to say if i'm already consistent at bad habits you know quote-unquote bad habits because they're not I want to say they're bad. They're just like advantage advantageous versus disadvantageous. Um, and just say, okay, I'm already consistent with these. How can I be consistent at good habits and really work with yourself, work with your circumstances and re kind of, um, what's the term really create a seamless, almost seamless, uh, 
change from bad to good habits um, because that's the most realistic way to do this. I think many times what happens to a lot of us, especially around New Year's time or just like around times when we realize like, yeah, I need to make a change with my life. It's just just upheave everything and it's like start from scratch. That sounds like a good idea, but like that's going to be a too much friction introducing to your daily schedule. It's like going down a highway at like 70 miles an hour and then you just all of a sudden decided to take a U-turn and then go like 90 miles the other way. You're, you're not going to be able to make that turn seamlessly. It's just going to be you're going to have to go a little slow and then turn around. Um, and then once you turn around, you can go as fast as you want. But it's really just about understanding like what you're currently doing. You need to slowly ease yourself off of this trajectory you're currently on and then introduce the good habits that you have in mind. Um, I think that's everything I want to say about this. Um, there's not necessarily much else that's coming to my mind in terms of how to be um, consistent at good habits. Uh, I think the only thing I'll say you know, just to kind of wrap this off is, is really have your why, your strong why for why you want to do this. And this goes back to self-image, really understanding, you know, what kind of person do I want to be? Because, you know, like I said in the very beginning, you could do the habits, but what kind of person are you? Are you a, in your mind, are you a successful career person? Are you a fit, you know, bodybuilder? Are you a, um, you're a present and caring father or a family member, you know, whatever identity you have attached to yourself, really kind of dig into that or like the identity that you want to incorporate into your life, really dig into that and see when I imagine a successful, say entrepreneur, what do they do on a daily basis? They, they work on their business, they're focused, they exercise, they do all these great things. Well, if I'm going to, if I want to be a successful entrepreneur, I should do those things. And I should imagine that, yeah, I'm a successful entrepreneur. Why wouldn't I do these things? So you know, I'll, I'll just leave that. I'll just leave it at that for you guys. Really kind of think about your why and the kind of person you want to become as a result or the kind of habits you want to have as a result of the person you want to become. And I think this will go really far in terms of really changing the way you approach consistency because at that point when you are the person that you want to become like being consistent is not it's not a huge hurdle it's just like yeah of course i do these things it's just why wouldn't i do i'm i'm that i'm that kind of person so we'll leave it off at that thank you so much once again for listening to episode five of the manly mission podcast i'm really appreciative of your support and i'm open to feedback if you have any comments any ideas and suggestions for what you want to hear in the next episode let me know in the youtube comments um once again, I say this every time. I'm really appreciative of your of your support, and I'm really excited for where this podcast will be. Um, it's crazy. Like I, before like last year, it was just like I didn't think I would be able to start a podcast. Or just I just did. I wasn't the kind of person, you know, really tying this back in. I wasn't the kind of person. I wasn't a podcaster. Um, but now I just am because that's that's something I want to do. Um, so I really appreciate your support and really excited for how I can help you. Once again. Um, if you want to grab a seven day free workout plan, you can do that at farhanrana.com slash workout. Um, I think that'll go a long way in terms of really helping you have a solid workout plan because I give not just a workout plan, but also other tips and tricks that you can have, um, to really create a solid workout routine. 
we'll wrap it up right there. Thanks so much, guys, for listening. This was episode five of the Melly Mission podcast, and this is your host, Fahan Rana, signing out.